and boom goes the dynamite. It's some damn night or the other, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back with a brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you, of course, as always, by Fight Game Media. I'm your host, James B. McDaniel. Kevin, how's your week been? Week's been all right. I've been down. My voice might be a little crackly because I've been uh, fighting off a cold or some sort of allergy stuff. So, Oh, I'm here for I'll it. try not to, yeah, I'll try I'm to hack flam into the microphone. I'm liking the deep crackle. It's like... Curling up by a nice winter's fire <laughs> with a toddy. That's exactly well, that's exactly right. I've got a cold ass toddy right now because let me tell you, um, AEW hit pretty mid this week for me. Yeah, I don't have the number of hot takes that I usually do, so I've got a nice bullet and diet. Got bullet bourbon, diet coke, and I've got the whole bottle right here. I've got a couple extra diet cokes lined up right by the computer screen. <laughs> I'm ready to roll, son. We'll 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 rub some sticks together and see what we can see if we, see can, if we can light a little fire, spark. Make here. a little hot take, yeah. All right, good deal. I you know what? I do have some things I'm excited to talk about tonight, but they're way they're they're they're, they're not the people I'm usually fired up about. They're not the pants that I'm usually fired up about. But uh, there are plenty of things that we're going to have fun talking about tonight. I, I do believe. Yeah. Probably not the people Tony Khan want, want us, want, would like for us to be talking about tonight, though. Well, if it's What's not it? ROH, I don't know if he wants <laughs> to be talking about it right now. So I'm guessing just Wardlow's this ROH now. He's just he's only on Rampage. He's only in ROH segments. Yeah. He's been completely divorced from from every aspect of AEW at this point which I guess there's no better way to really uh, really put that TNT title back on top than taking the yep. man completely out of AEW. All, the, all that buildup of him fighting his way out of the pinnacle so yep. that he can end up being the number uh, four guy in the pinnacle. Just hugging the pinnacle all over again. And by the way, I, I caught it as soon as I said it. I think we all believe that the TNT champion should be on Dynamite. Dynamite's not on, be on Rampage. It, well, I was going to say it should be on Dynamite, the big show, but Rampage is the TNT show. So, yeah, a, uh, uh, you know, ROH Rampage is the place for that title. I guess. I yeah. guess. Yeah. All right. What do, you, what, do you, what do you want to talk about first this <laughs> week? That's the, title, that's the title of this week's episode. I guess. <laughs> I guess, man. That works. That works yeah. for me. Well, let, well I'll tell you what. But. We don't know when this show's coming out. We don't know if it's coming out Monday, Tuesday, because this week is Tuesday Night Dynamite. Right. So let's start out by looking forward to Tuesday Night Dynamite, which is a pretty dang good card. Yeah, they 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 stacked it up again. It seems like every show is either kind of not a lot happening or they just have like four title matches. And that's, We've that's got, what they're doing this week. It, that's exactly right. By the way, before we even get into the matches, yeah, do you want to put an over under on the chance as I remember after work that I've got to get home real quick Tuesday <laughs> night dynamite? That's that's like I'm gonna pick what, the under. It's yeah, it's like let's say twenty percent chance, and the under is the safe bet on that because more realistic is one percent chance. I remember this. I yeah. will I will realize when I've laid down on the couch and looked at Twitter. And saw that everybody's been talking about this show for 15 minutes. Do you that want me to set is, a reminder to text you or something? I, we both need to set reminders. Listen, everyone listening, okay. text me, DM me, 
Let me know that dynamite's on, or I will never remember. Zero chance. I barely remember on Wednesdays. Tuesdays, not a chance. Oh, they're going they're going head to head with um NXT, aren't they? Yeah, the NXT and um the uh Vice TV Vince McMahon documentary. No better time to put the show on. Why not? Why yeah, not? Why not? Um, why not do Thursday Night Dynamite? I don't know. That's I'm a sure really there's, good question. Yeah, I'm sure. There's a reason. Um, probably Tony wanted to go head to head, head to head, head again, but it's probably not the best night. He probably everybody, did. everybody in wrestling is going to be DVR and the Vice thing. Nobody's yeah. watching that live. Nobody. No. No. But. And not I, like I don't have Vice. I don't even know anymore. I watch all the Vice stuff on YouTube because they release it there in the end oh, anyway. True. You know? Yeah. So uh, let's start at the top. John Moxley versus Hangman Page. God only knows what kind of pants the man's going to be wearing. We saw this week <laughs> that there's only one person that can beat Hangman Page, and that's Hangman Page. And that's I'm not right. talking about psychologically. I mean physically. Physically. He tried blood to knock on himself. Yeah. He tried to knock himself out. Couldn't do it. Couldn't. No. The only I think person he that surprised can himself to. too. Yeah. I, think I was trying to decide, was he trying to make himself bleed? And I think he was trying to make himself bleed. Okay. Because he did a little thing where he wiped the blood off and wiped it on Mox's shirt. Oh. But, but there was hardly any blood because it just barely bled. But Man. then I think he realized, oh crap, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah. You, you know who can draw blood at a moment's notice? The Miz. The Miz, really? No, I'm just throwing, I'm just no. being. No, okay. I thought you were going to. No, no. no. Uh, then next we've got. So how do you think this is going to go? Like, again, I've said it probably three weeks in a row. If right. I thought Hangman could win, I'd be really excited. If I, if I was curious yeah. as to I don't know who's going to win, I'd be really excited. Yeah. Not that excited. Like, it's a cool match. It'll be exciting. It'll be good. It's happening. Yeah, it'll be I'm good. I'm not as hyped it's, for it as I wish I was. No, it's. Yeah. It's a bummer because I feel like it's kind of like those um, like Hangman Page versus Adam Cole matches last year. Yeah. Or the beginning yeah. of the year where you're like, I mean, this will be good, but like I'm not really invested emotionally in it. Exactly. Even though they both gave really good promos. I really like the promo. You know, they both gave really good promos and they tried to build the fact that Moxley was in this big tag team match on Dynamite this week. As right. It means or was that on Rampage? Um, the tag team match was Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. As a means to to, you know, build suspense that maybe Moxley's overdoing things a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you know what? A for effort. Yeah. It'd be wild if you won in Cincinnati. It'd be it would be really exciting. And and again, Tony Khan has said before, I'm not gonna always give you what you expect. Yeah. Did yeah. a grave did a did the fence to an old graveyard from Scooby Doo just open in your home? Or was that on my end? Kevin? No, that was the uh, that was the um, uh, bathroom down the hall. That was, it I have a wasn't night- that loud, but my have God, night- did it give me Scooby Doo vibes? That's hilarious. It is kind of a creaky door. <laughs> I, my house was built in 1927, so some of the doors don't quite. Oh, that is awesome. Line up. May- maybe as kids come to the door on Halloween night, as soon as you open that door, then have your wife or one of the kids open the bathroom door in the background right. <laughs> to really creep them out. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Tony storm versus Hikaru Shida. This one I'm excited about. I could see anybody winning this. Tony storm is going to win it, but Hikaru Shida yeah. should probably win this match. It's going to be a good match though. And I'm excited for it. It'll be good. It'll be good. 
Yeah, I think it'll actually probably be one of the better women's matches they've had in a while. It's just, again, you know, those matches where it's like you're not going to be really invested in it. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me. You should start talking about this next match while I pull up something from I saw on Reddit the other night. Okay. That, uh, All right. I'm going to text to you, and we need to talk <clears throat> about during the show. Okay. Right. Uh, what is the next match? Oh, Chris Jericho versus Dalton Castle for the most important title in um, AEW, the ROH Ring of that's, Jericho Championship. That's exactly right. I would not be shocked if this was the main event again, but well, I would actually, it, but I, I would not. I bet they start with Moxley. <laughs> I bet, bet they, they start, start with it. Mo- start with Moxley and Page, and end with Jericho and Castle. Yeah, that's the kind of thing they do these days. Because why? Yeah, not? it seems like it. Um. I, it was nice to see Dalton Castle. It was. You know what? So it was really nice to see him. It was nice to see the crowd pop like they did for him. The crowd popped big for Dalton Castle. They were chanting his name. That was exciting. It's nice to mm-hmm. see new faces. At some point, it would be great if Tony Khan was just like, hey, let's let's have our own wrestlers on TV for a little while. But yeah. apparently, like they, he feels like they need these bumps, and they are exciting. But they're exciting in the way that it all comes down to how you view AEW. Do you view AEW as a as a as vying for the number one promotion in the world, mm-hmm. or do you view them as like they're the king of the indies? And I like them as king yeah. of the indies, and I like mm-hmm. that we get Luigi Primo and Dalton Castle. But I worry that that is probably not what they're wanting to be. Well, yeah. I like that. I don't think that's what they're wanting to project to people. But that is, to me, what they keep project, projecting out there is they bring in impact talent and ROH talent and the Luigi Primos of the world, who I adore. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make people think you're the next big thing. I don't yeah, I, it's like they I'm trying to think of there's not really an analogous. I don't think it's ever been done before because they really business. are in the way they have booked their shows for the last few years, they are the best of every indie style of every single one. Yeah. And I'll include it in that a more old school style that you could say is a mid South or NWA style, mm-hmm. but you know, there's also your GCW style. Right. And you're, you know, there's lots of different styles here. Your um, PWG styles and uh, you get the best of all of them. And I, I love AEW for that, but at some point I wonder if they have to or if they need to. And I'd love to hear people's opinions on this at Peppermint Fatty at Twitter. Um, I'd love to know what, what people think. Do they need to establish their own style eventually? A, a, I think a more consistent I think they, style. I think they do. Maybe not even in wrestling style, but just in how they present it, because it's it's like it's all over. It's the place. like they're the clearinghouse for everybody else. Like WWE yeah. treats it like we're the major leagues. We're on a whole other level. You're in a whole different ball game. If you're with us Yeah. and AEW is like, it, it's a plus that they sort of treat all of professional wrestling as one big universe. Right. That, that, that exists and people wrestle other places and there's other titles and all this stuff. And we all treat it as real and we're the top level of that. Mm hmm. But it's like there's they're the they're the top of the bottom. 
Yeah. And yeah. And so you can you can make an appearance on our show like a Luigi Primo or a Mance Warner or a Nick Gage and then go back to your thing and you got a little, you know, a little spotlight on you. I legitimately but, wonder. But they're yeah, but they're never going to get higher than that. Right. I legitimately wonder, and this isn't a joke at all. I'm being dead serious. I hope to run into at some point at a WrestleMania weekend a warhorse, Luigi Primo. Mm-hmm. And I want and I legitimately want to know, like, like not asking for numbers, not asking for a dollar figure. What percent did your asking price go up after mm. your big spot on Dynamite? Because to me, that has to raise indie wrestlers' values to indie promoters because now they've been seen by a million people on TBS. And um, again, yeah, I don't I know. Think like but a I, Luigi Primo, I would think would go up a lot. He would have to go up a lot because, I, I mean, I, look, I don't know what Luigi Primo is making a couple hundred yeah. bucks. Now it might be a thousand bucks or something. I don't who know. Knows. Again, yeah, who knows? I, I'm wondering if it is it five percent is it 20 percent. Is it 200 percent? Because it yeah. could be something like that. And that's not a complaint. Good for them. I'm happy for them. And I hope they're getting all they can. You know, our uh, our own uh, Aaron Stone from the uh, Fight Game Media Facebook group went mm-hmm. to an autograph sign this weekend and posted some photos with people like uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Bryce Rimsberg and Buff Bagwell oh. and got a photo with Luigi Primo. It's actually a fantastic oh, photo. Okay, I've got to see this, Aaron. I've it's got in the, to see it's in this. our Facebook group. Yeah, Fight Game Media Facebook group. But one, uh, one quick thing, I one of the say. things I noticed though was kayfabe that was, is kind of broken. You know, apparently Luigi Primo is not throwing real dough when he what? throws the dough. It's some sort of some sort of worked dough. We're working dough now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they had me all the way. They had me. Oh my god, I don't know what to do now. Hey, I know what, he's a great you know worker. What? He convinced you the dough was real. That's working. I'm this is gonna I'm gonna need a sip of whiskey here. <laughs> no, that that's a hell of a worker. I wonder now, can Nick Gage's pizza cutter get through the work dough? Do we need I a work pizza cutter? The, do, maybe. Maybe he just needs a more heavy duty pizza cut, cutter. Yeah. One thing I want to say real quick to everybody in Fight Game Media. Um like when I look at my Facebook, like maybe you should be friends with this person. It's all fight game media people. Mm-hmm. And if anybody out there wants to be my friend on Facebook, I don't I'm I'm doubt anybody does. But if you do send me a friend request, I'll accept you. I just I always feel like I'm the creepy guy that's going out there and overreaching with people that I want to be friends with. So <laughs> if you be the creepy guy this time, 100 percent acceptance rate, you're in. Not saying I won't block you in six months. Yeah, not saying that. Don't promise you don't block yeah, them. There's no promises there. Um, I won't. I won't block you on Christmas Day. That I can promise. Or on your birthday. But also, if you do block them, it's not necessarily out of malice. No, no. It's just my own blood pressure issues. Absolutely. And I've unblocked some recently, who I didn't even know I'd blocked. Somebody reached out to me on Facebook and like, "Hey, why did you block me?" Or on Twitter, "Why did you block me on Facebook?" Didn't know that I did. I'll unblock you immediately. And I did. So, yeah. just letting everybody know. I'm here. I'm friend. I'm friendly for the most part. All right. Um, so we've got our big three matches: Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. Dalton Castle, Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, Moxley, Hangman. The next big thing this week was the debut of Renee Paquette, and I mm-hmm. thought she was fantastic and a huge step up from um, 
you know his name. I can't remember it. Marvez. Alex yeah, Marvez. Alex Marvez. And Lex, I don't, she really more replaced Lexi. That's true. She kind of did. And yeah. a little out. Now, I don't think she could take a super kick from the Bucks like Alex Marvez, but no, she not. it made the whole production seem higher quality. Mm-hmm. It really did. It was both. Yeah. It was both uh, not using her to her best potential and also greatly improving. So it just shows you like what she yeah. can do. Yeah, because exactly. she was like she was like in, not even in second gear doing that stuff. Again, like this she, is night she, one. Yeah. She had to be nervous. It's kind of her husband's company. You know what I mean? In a way, right? right there right. had to be some nerves. It's only going to get better from here. She's going to be really, really good. Yeah, and next week she's got a sit down interview with uh, Danielson and Yuda. That's going to so be that re- should be the, that's, that's the, and that's that the kind of thing like. that I was hoping to see is where she gets to have a conversation with people. Literally, we talked about this last week, and these are the two things we said we wanted to see from her. Right. And we're right. seeing them already, and this is fantastic. I still like your um, what you're kind of pitched to have her be sort of like almost like the uh, roving uh, oh, yeah. sideline type reporter or, what you know, like. Do something different. You know, doing a a, like a live hit for like during a match, you know, yeah. like let's Renee, what happened in the back? And she's like, we're well, I just heard from so-and-so he's getting wheeled in the back. Yeah, and have, something going like, on have here, her you know. pull aside a manager during during the match and talk right. to the manager or, or valet or partner or whatever. Everybody has at least five people outside the ring rooting for them. Every, that would every be kind of cool. I wonder, love if that. has you ever seen someone do that on wrestling TV where like... Never. Have someone like walk up to a Stokely while the match is happening and be like, tell me about the strategy. I kind of have, have this vague memory that this has happened once. And it was a little haphazard, but I think they could do a really good job of it, especially during have have her talk to some of have her talk to a worker pretending to be a fan in the crowd during Mm -hmm. a really hot moment. Like there's a lot of things you can do with her do with her in that situation. I think would be really fun that we've never seen before in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. They need to experiment a lot with her. I think she could be really valuable. She's such a great personality and she's so just at ease. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's kind of like what I was saying about Sky Blue and her promo the other day. It was just Mm -hmm. natural. Renee feels natural at this. She's not having to work hard to do it. She's not trying to get her legs under her. She's Mm -hmm. good at what she's doing. She's a natural at it. So give her more to do. And, you know, don't don't slowly build. Go for it and pull back if you have to. Yeah. And I hope that they keep her. Like I noticed this week. I think Mar- Marvez was there to inter- interview MJF. And I think that was intentional because they didn't, you know, they didn't want to put Renee into her husband's storyline. Yeah. You know, and either, and then face the choice of, do you do the weird thing and kind of pretend like they're not related or do you put her in the angle? And it's way too soon to have her involved in anything like that. For some reason I've had in my head, this image of when she does interview Moxley, they're going to mm-hmm. play it straight, n- like not not mention the relationship. And then he's probably going to pop her on the butt at the end as, as he walks <laughs> off. Like, I really do feel like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. A, qu- a quick warning. If you're listening on your headphones, protect your ears because I'm popping a Diet Coke right here. Right oh, now. all right. We're about to level up. All right. There we go. Okay. What next? M- the MJF interview. Yeah, and they didn't say who's interviewing him, so that'll be interesting. I don't know if it'll just be a, that just means a promo or 
I bet that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be him on the mic. One of the things I want to talk about later is, is it a disservice to Moxley and Page? Because I think it is. I say yes. Yeah. It definitely was this week. This past week. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that when we get to it for sure. Yeah. All right. And wait, is next week. Yeah, that's right. Next week, Death Triangle versus Best Friends. Mm -hmm. Trios titles. I'm excited because the boys are back on the staircase. Uh, right. They're going. The boys for- are back in the staircase. It's time to oh. call people out. Man, anything can happen. Anything can happen. They were calling them out for. They're calling out Death Triangle for this Tuesday. Orange Cassidy had no idea that Dynamite was had on to be Tuesday. reminded. Yeah, that's what I like about the the about this crew. Just the ridiculousness of of everything. So they're trying to get gold for all the boys, and I'm here for it. Even though I kind of feel like they've been disqualified, just like, just like. Poor Dark Order. They just yeah. keep losing for the t- for the trios titles, but eventually they'll change hands. Um, as we saw this week with the Atlantic title, which we're going to now they already had in the 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 week after All Out when they when Death Triangle won, they beat Best Friends, right? That is a match. Yes. Okay, so they've already had a match for the titles, but so I can't yes. see them losing. But it kind of sucks to have them lose. It sucks twice. to have them lose repeatedly and it yeah. makes it look like orange cassidy is the only talented person yeah in that situation when we are coming off trent beretta having a really good match with uh with pack and of course yeah chucks taylor's a five-star athlete as, right. was, as was established by dave Meltzer nothing left to prove for them 2020 nothing nothing They're, they've reached the pinnacle other than it, maybe as it title. were other than that yeah um, other than titles other than a lot of wins you know what? Yeah. Do you need some wins in your life? Are you feeling like you need to get some gold around your waist? There's no better way to do it than giving us a little gold. $5 a month is all it takes to become a patron of Fight Game Media. That's right. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. Only $5 a month gets you extra shows from everybody. Extended shows from some people and the first ever Hall of Boom celebration. It's coming up. Within within the next two weeks, before Halloween, you're going to experience the Hall of Boom. Kevin Ely and I's personal AEW Hall of Fame, the inaugural edition. We could end up doing this two, three times over the next decade. Um, <laughs> you know, yearly. The plan is yearly. As long yes. as as long as is we survive and don't die, it's always iffy for me. I think Kevin's going to be here a while. We're going to be doing the Hall of Boom. We're going to be doing best moments in AEW history, best matches, and the athletes who deserve to be in a permanent AEW Hall of Fame. Um, so it's coming up. We're probably going to record it next week. Five dollars gets it for you. If you don't, if you don't want to pony up five dollars, well, too damn bad, kid. You're out of luck. You're never going to no boom, no boom, no Hall of boom. Fame, no boom for you. And that's a and it's a real shame. And I'll, I will weep for you privately while yes. rubbing your dollars together and sniffing them before I go to sleep at night. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. What's next, Kevin? Well, I looked up and uh, we're about a month away from full gear and they haven't said a word about it. Not a word. There's like a banner. There's like a banner hanging in the sky, but that's it. <laughs> they sold some tickets, but yeah, nothing, nothing. And, and I sat down. Yeah. I sat down and tried to write down like, okay, well, let's see. You can usually kind of read the tea leaves and see what's yeah. most likely going to be there. I wrote down one thing that could happen. And then the rest of them are like, just 
like guesses. I don't even know. Yeah. Like I'm assuming Moxley MJF, which you have written down here in our notes. That's the yeah. one you've got. And that makes sense. It makes sense. Jericho versus versus uh, Samoa Joe or Jay Lethal also kind of makes sense, but they're nowhere near it right now. In fact, no. Samoa Joe, or I don't know what Jay Lethal's doing. Samoa Joe is feuding with literally everyone yeah, else like but Chris. All Jericho. of ROH. Right. All of ROH is versing Samoa Joe right now. He's not but even Chris like Jericho. He's not even like actively feuding. He's just sort of like hanging around. Just saving other people. people. Yeah, he just sometimes walks he out. has a pipe. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, last week he didn't even change out of his street clothes. He just like He's marches pretty... in, shows up. You know what? Yeah. Dream job right now, Samoa Joe and AEW. That's my dream job. That's a pretty good job. Yeah. You you, you carry a pipe every now and then. You run out. Right. Right. And then you when know, you, you wrestle, you out. get to be the guy who lays on your back and chokes them out. Exactly. And then give and then give them to the other guy who has to does like four power bombs on a dude. Yeah. And he's wrestling, like, what, twice a year? Maybe? Something like that. Yeah. Previously to this week, I would have picked Brian Cage. All of a sudden, he's having to show up at events now for some reason to collect his. Right. His, what I'm assuming is a per, much better paycheck than I'm getting from reels. Let me tell you that. He was at, he was at a Triple Mania this weekend. Did you see the gif of him from this weekend? I didn't know Triple Mania was this weekend. No. Triple Mania was last night or, well, what night are we taping? Good Lord. It was Saturday night. It was Saturday night. And uh, there were some crazy. And Triple Mania is always great for great GIFs. Did FTR defend their titles? They did not. They did not. Interesting. That I saw anyway. But Brian Cage was there and he launched a luchador with a monkey flip that launched him out of the ring. On to uh, two guys. That makes it was me really happy. Really something to see. The way you paused there, you gave it, you kept giving that that statement little moments to like yeah. breathe. I thought he was going to get launched in like the eighth row. Oh, no. That's where I expected That's that to end. It was still center. a great, it was a great delivery though. Great delivery. <laughs> um, the acclaimed is going to fight, wrestle someone, I'm assuming. Maybe. I was like, they could rematch Lee and. Swerve, they could. I think you're right in your next uh, guess here. I think Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland. See, that's what I was wondering is if they would get a title match between now and then and do the breakup. I bet they're going to do the breakup. And let me do tell it you, kind of like Hobbs and uh, Stark did for all. Yes, yeah, Swerve versus Keith Lee. That I'm really excited to see that win and if it happens. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Now he's got the sneaky Swerve gimmick. Yeah, and finally know. we actually got the. We got words in this potential breakup for the first time. Yeah. We got actual yeah. confrontation because Keith I Lee too. does not like the lane that, that uh, Strickland it's, is swerving yeah. into. That's right. I, I liked how it was. Having a cheat. I liked how it was. Uh, I like it when, when storylines play off of other storylines. So like swerves to have him this single handed feud with the acclaimed. Yeah. Who are also having a feud with Mark Sterling and his varsity dudes. And uh and then Keith Lee just shows up and is like, What are you doing, man? <laughs> like, you, know, <laughs> you know I like that they're just not on the same page and he's you know, but he but like Lee's been off, so he's like, What yeah. are you you just what are you getting into while I'm gone, man? Like you're making me look bad here. I would like to continue this conversation with you, but unfortunately you've Made my brain 
swerve far off the path. Oh. And now considering that we have the varsity blondes who are a mix between the varsity club and the Hollywood blondes. Yes. And now you just propose the varsity dudes could of course be oh, a mix man. of the varsity squad varsity club and the uh-huh. dudes with attitudes. I'm here for it. Didn't them. they just didn't they just bring back the dudes with attitudes names? I tried to forget that. Wasn't it Sting and Darby and it was Sting, yeah, which was by far the far superior yeah. dudes with attitudes, far superior. Right. They could bring back, yeah, no, I was Why about not? to say they could bring back Rocky King, but I think he died. Hold on a second. Oh, that's that's a real shame. Way to bring down the show, Kevin. I Sorry, you. I shouldn't even mentioned it. Okay, so I've got to I've got to work something out in my head here. The dudes with attitudes were the overall larger group, correct? With Sting, the Steiner brothers, Pillman and Zink. And they were not the skateboarding tag team. No, that was the including dynamic Johnny dudes. Dynamic dudes. Okay. Yeah. Dudes with attitudes is, is the big hor- anti-horseman. It was the big. Yeah, it was the anti-horseman. Exactly. I just wanted to make sure I was correct on that. Junkyard Dog, Rocky King. My God. Paul Orndorff, I think. It was, it was random and huge. Eligante, I think, might have even gotten in there at one point. Something else I was trying to block out. Uh, by the way, I've seen El Gigante from the front from the first row, and I've seen Lex Luger from the first row in his prime. Yeah, me too. Lex Luger was by far the more impressive human being. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, it was cool seeing someone's over seven feet in person, but Lex Luger yeah, looked but like Lex a Luger super hero. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. I think he that he's impossible. probably the most. Like I've I've been I've I've, I've taken pictures with some monsters, Bob Sapp. Don Fry, who was unexpectedly twice as big as me, just a massive human being, never been as impressed with a human being as I was with Lex Luger at the age of like 11 or 12. Yeah, for sure. Same here. Okay. So I saw Andre the, the Giant once. Did you ever see Andre the Giant? Never. Ne- I, not that I can remember. I think I was there for a match when I was two years old. No memory of it. It was kind of sad because it was post post Princess Bride Andre. So he mm-hmm. his back was all messed up. And yeah. And uh, it was basically that era where, like, I saw him twice. Once with Jake, when Jake Roberts would just throw out the snake and he'd get all mm-hmm. scared. Yeah. And then once when, like, he was just doing jobs to Ultimate Warrior in, like, two minutes. So it was Is like, there... it's not like, it's not like seeing Andre Giant, like, really be Andre the Giant. Yeah. But it was still, I got to see Andre the Giant. Like, that's that's a cool memory. Is there any one wrestler that you can for sure name? That you wish you could have seen in person, but you never got to see in person. Oh man! Because I can't. I honestly, there's that, a lot that, that was like could have, like someone who's yeah, like that you in could your, have in your exactly. lifetime. Like for instance, I I I'm I've probably seen Hulk Hogan, but not up close. Like I saw yeah. a few matches during the Raw, during the you know the Monday Night Wars there. I don't remember if I saw Hogan. I know I've seen stunning Steve Austin live. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've seen Stone Cold live. I, I really don't remember. But um, and I was thinking like I prime Andre the Giant would have been amazing, but I kind of wasn't alive for prime Andre. The yeah. Giant. So I don't I can't I, like I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I could name. Maybe prime, I think prime big show would have been awesome to see like up close, like get a picture with. Yeah. I don't know if I ever saw him. Oh, I know. I know exactly who I've never seen live. Hmm. The Rock. I I you know one hundred live. 
I know 100% I've never seen The Rock live. Oh. I've been in a movie with John Cena, but I've never seen The Rock live. You've been in a movie with John Cena? Absolutely. I can't even remember. The the thing is 12 rounds. I think the movie is called 12 Rounds. It filmed Uh in New Orleans. And so somewhere in my belongings, I still have a paycheck, a check stub from from World Wrestling Entertainment. Nice. For like $86 for one day. Okay. That's yeah, The just, Rock. When did I you think see The Rock? I, I might be making this up, but I I know I saw The Rock uh, on Raw when they were from Oklahoma City. And okay. I, I want to say it was the promo where he said, you're chanting Rocky sucks. Well, The Rock may be many things, but sucks isn't one of them. I remember that. Yeah. I don't know. If it was that show or if I'm combining it, but I do remember yeah. seeing him right after, he, right after he turned the right after he turned heel. Okay. And then I saw him, I saw him at the peak. I got to see him versus stone cold in like 2001. I was buying a lot of tickets. Were then. you at WrestleMania 17? Is that what? No, we, never been okay. to a WrestleMania. What? Yeah. Okay, we, we've got to, we've got to remedy this. I almost when Paul Fontaine and his daughters came through and they were on their way you down there. You wanted to jump in that uh, van. There was a part you? of me that just wanted to jump in that van. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. That would have been fun. I've been to two WrestleManias, mm-hmm. but I only went to one WrestleMania. I went to 30, where Brian Danielson won the title. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, the next one, four years later, New Orleans, I was there. I went to every event. I decided, you know what? I don't need to, I don't need to waste my time seeing WrestleMania. I watched That's it in the hotel room and I would yeah. literally fell asleep watching AJ versus Nakamura because mm. I'd seen real AJ versus Nakamura in Wrestle Kingdom. Right. And uh, so, yeah, but the WrestleMania weekend is an amazing experience where you can watch like a hundred hours of pro wrestling. And it's, phenomenal. yeah, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that week. Yeah. But it's uh, like I've never I get Luigi, I've said Luigi Primo to, to spin his worked. Right, his his work at like right on your head. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try and make help make this happen somehow. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what were we talking about again? (laughs) We we (laughs) we were talking about um ideas for full gear. gear. Yeah, how stacked full gear is. Let's move on to the vote of confidence Warner Brothers Discovery gave this week. All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, so I did not write down where she was talking about this, but it was an interview with Kathleen Finch, who's the uh, chairwoman and chief content officer for WBD. That's right. It's one of my favorite job titles, chief content officer. I love that. I wish I was chief content officer of anything, anything yeah. at all. Right. She You'll said, be chief um, con- you can be chief content officer of the boom. I really appreciate that, man. So, uh, quote, one of the things that we're doing around sports is creating shoulder programming to hold on to those fans. AW pulls huge numbers, emphasis on huge. Mm. So we're working with the wrestling team to figure out what new kind of content can we build that's not in a wrestling ring. And I'm really that's an interesting. Last part yeah, of that sentence. Yeah. What would you like to see? Would you like to see sports center type coverage? Would you like to see reality shows, which they're clearly probably doing? In fact, what you have a note right here on uh, something to do with a reality show, correct? They had been filming. Yeah, that this is in the Observer that they had been filming a reality show with couples to A-W fill the couples. slot of Rose to the top. So, 
the couples we know, Jungle Boy Anna J, mm-hmm. um, Sky Blue and um, Dante. Dante. Who else? Do Sammy we have? and Ty. Sammy, Sammy and, and Ty. Ty. How how did I forget them? How are they not yeah. first? Which, by the way, the Jericho Appreciation Society looked huge this week, and they were missing Sammy, Ty, and Jake Hager. Yeah, there's like eight. They still had a ton of people. Right, still had a ton. Um, uh, Bunny and uh, Blade. Bunny's dating Blade. I had I did they're not married. realize that. What? Yeah, they're married. Yeah, breaking my heart. Oh, that oh, I love that for him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, which would be fun else? to have them on the show because then you just have Butcher hanging around as like the single dude. <laughs> He's just the third wheel. I would love to see the butcher just always in the back seat, just always yeah. be the third wheel and looking real sad. Right. You could have Renee and uh, John, maybe. Renee and John, powerful AEW couple now. Any other married couples we're missing here? Um, mm. I mean, Britt and Adam Cole, if, he, oh, of if course, he's going to be around. Cole. That's the thing is Adam Cole could absolutely participate in a reality show while not in the ring yeah. right now due to it's true. apparently a nightmarish concussion. He'd probably be pretty great on it, too. He's a pretty affable guy. Yeah. Okay. Let's move um, on from the couples to uh, Tony Khan's also pitching an ROH show and an All Elite Women wrestling. Yeah. Apparently, he's got ideas for shows. He want, he really wants to get ROH made, which I think would be awesome so that he could yeah. get off of our rampage. But imagine. Then, how, um, mm, yeah. I mean, imagine what all you could do with AEW with, with ROH literally out of the way. <laughs> right. right. Like, and I want to see ROH, but I want it to be separate. Because we had people trying to buy belts for $50,000 this week. The FTW yep. belt. Yeah. I was Ari Davari, of course. We had a million ROH titles. We had a million AEW titles. There's too many titles. And maybe once we move the 18 ROH belts off, it'll feel a little bit more realistic, the number of belts we have in AEW, which is only 10 or 12. What do you think if... Let's just say hypothetical. This is purely hypothetical. It's not based on any reality. Mm-hmm. If, for instance, Tony Khan had said, we're rebraining Rampage, and it is going to be an ROH show, and no Chris problem. Jericho is the champion, mm-hmm. Daniel Garcia, FTR, uh, Brian Cage, Joe, all the people that are kind of earmarked for AEW, Lethal, all that, and they keep it separate. Maybe, yeah, bring back Colt Cabana, put Claudio in there, maybe. Yeah. You know, Yuta. Um, but you really kind of firewall it a little bit and make it their own thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that show would be, would do better, worse, or just pretty much be irrelevant and just stay the same? I think it would. I don't think the ratings would change at all. That's what I'm wondering, too. However, if you do that, I demand that Claudio stays in AEW. But yeah, I think you, I think you're probably right. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea because I do think the ratings would stay the same and 450,000 a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. For, and again, these are just the broadcast numbers. Live plus seven is very meaningful. Live plus three is very meaningful. And I actually met the guy on on Wednesday. Oh, came up with those numbers who created live plus three and live plus seven. Wow. And those are always significant. Um, Dave Meltzer has said so. Mm-hmm. Those are huge numbers for for ROH. And then you could create a separate second AEW show 
mm-hmm. any night of the week, anywhere else. The tapings. From the tape, from anything. You could do a live yeah. one from anything. Yeah. And then it would have the potential to be bigger than Rampage. Mm-hmm. Potential. Um, I think ROH yeah, Rampage could, is perfect. They could go to a Wednesday, Thursday taping schedule. Yeah. Do Wednesday, um, like Elevation and mm-hmm. um, Elevation and AEW. Dark. Yeah. And AEW. And then, and then Dynamite. And then Thursday, do a um, like our, sort of a general purpose all elite wrestling mm-hmm. taping show. They could do more dark, more elevation, or do like a special YouTube main event, or mm-hmm. I you wouldn't know, my, so I like would, that. And then do an hour of ROH, air that on Friday. I wouldn't hate the idea of dark and dynamite on Wednesday. A brand new one hour AEW show followed by Rampage on Thursday. Tape and you're taping the Rampage to put on Friday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There you go. Done. Yeah. Why not? Now, if they were to do an all elite women show, I don't see it's that a- doing very well. I mean, I am all in favor of doing a women's wrestling show. I think WWE could totally pull it off. Oh, WWE could totally, it might get better ratings for WWE. For AEW, it would be a lot like the never nude organization in Arrested Development. (laughs) There are literally dozens of us, literally. And again, (laughs) they have the talent to do it. They don't have those, any, not, they don't have a single person amongst those women in the position to do this show right now. Not one. And he doesn't have the vision for it. He'd have to hire someone to really like a, like a Maria, but, uh, yeah, or if you had some EVPs mm-hmm. that were interested yeah. in women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. by the way, somebody yeah. had a sign this week that said, um, give us, Ome- give us Omega. Uh-huh. And for the first, like, f- I don't know, half the show, I thought it was reading, give us mega. And I'm like, damn, she really got over through this whole backstage <laughs> brawl. Yeah. 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 And it took me forever before I finally saw the O in that sign. <laughs> but at least things made more sense then. No, um, All Elite Women is, a, I, I like now that he was thinking wrestling. And this might mm-hmm. be the first time he's ever thought about women's wrestling outside of Brit. Again, he had something in Brit, took it away. You've got to have, again, you've got to have opponents. You have to have other people hot and yep. you can't be. And I, and by the way, my idea on FTR that I'm going to bring up later mm-hmm. has a lot to do with what I, the dead horse I've been beating for a while, which is Tony Khan comes in with one year plans and refuses mm-hmm. to deviate from them, no matter how hot somebody is. Yep. And yep. I think I, I have a decent guess as to what FTR has been doing okay. and why they've not been wrestling. And, uh, do you do you think that has anything to do with why he keeps being Britt Baker right now? I she's think been, so. been losing all the matches. She's been losing all the matches, and Jamie Hader hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, nothing. When Jamie Hader's hot, in the second there, you even sniff Britt going back on top, she's going to be hot. Yeah, at least they're yeah. doing something right right now with Nyla Rose. I think yeah. Nyla Rose is being handled well, but you know what this reminds me of, Kevin. This reminds me of 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. um, TNA. 
in that okay. T- TNA had J- Samoa Joe was over. Everybody's chanting yeah. Joe's going to kill you, and nothing right. else on the show made sense. And then yeah. when they left that and Joe was out or injured or whatever, all of a sudden the Motor City machine guns were on fire and they're in this hot feud and nothing else was happening on the show. They could only get one thing over at a time. They could only yeah. have one storyline that made sense at a time. And that's how I feel like the women's division is right now in AEW. They can mm-hmm. have one competent storyline that makes sense where people are over and no mm-hmm. more. Anything beyond that, because it's one person doing it and not a team doing it. And one person whose mainly focus, whose main focus is apparently Chris Jericho and Ring of Honor. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not naming every time, the time. Every time at the time I, all, well, I say almost, but came close to considering pitching to Triple H a uh, women's, all women's show at a appearance that he was at. No. There was a, it was at South by Southwest in 2019 mm-hmm. and they had a um, WWE panel with Kathy Kelly, Charlotte Flair, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H talking about women's wrestling when it was the women's revolution panel. Who was Kathy Kelly? She's, she was like the backstage reporter. She actually just got rehired. Uh, oh, okay. I think I remember her now. Yeah. Like long black hair. She was pretty good. And uh, she actually was really great at this panel, hosting this panel. And um, and all three of them came off really well. Like Charlotte Flair came off really well and Triple H came off really well. And um, so they, you know, they did all their normal stuff about it and everything. And then they had like, you know, hey, if you want to line up and ask questions, you can line up at this microphone. And I thought, <clears throat> uh well, I, you know, I had this whole thing. Well, why, why don't you do uh, Evolution as a weekly show in the main event slot? You could tape it before, you know, like this whole, like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, I got this whole thing for your taping schedule. You could tape it before, you know, you could tape uh, shows before Raw and SmackDown. I love that have you an had an hour this, long programming. You had this fully fleshed out, and I love this. Yeah call it evolution and have it fill the, that slot. Clearly it would not, it's kind of like we're talking about ROH. It's not going to do any worse than main event. It could only do better. And it gives you a way to have like storylines, things that could be elevated and play into both shows and all this stuff. And then of course everyone would clap and triple H would say, you're a genius. Why don't you come work for us? Sir, you are uh, hired. (laughs) And the guy in front of me in line or two, one or two people in front of me, uh, and line got up there and decided he was going to ask triple H you're not really basically set called him out saying you're not really supporting women's wrestling until you start doing intergender matches on pay-per-view and that killed it. You couldn't ask your question. Killed it. There's no way triple H ripped him a new one. It was kind of, so he's like, wait, you just, that though, wasn't it? He be- it pretty was pretty awesome because he's like, you just get off on seeing guys beat up girls. Is that what you want? Oh, that's like, awesome. Is that the thing? Like you, you can't watch, you can't watch women's wrestling and think it's awesome without some guy getting involved and beating her up. Is that the thing? Why don't you sit down? You creepo. Like, <laughs> like he totally. And I was like, and I'll be going to sit down again. I had a similar thing happen to me at a comic book convention when I was in junior high, but I got to ask my question. Mm-hmm. And I've regretted it ever since. Oh, no. I've laid in bed at night thinking about this. 
It was a DC Comics panel, and they were giving away a free comic book to anyone who asked a question. So I was sitting there, and they were giving comic books away that were like worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting there racking my little 11, 12-year-old brain. Apparently, I did a lot of cool stuff at 11 or 12. Either way. Saw Lex Luger got yep. to be humiliated from a DC Comics panel. <laughs> so they finally called on me. And I said, and I asked the question. Kevin, by the way, I read every comic book at this time. My dad had mm-hmm. a store. He had every comic oh. book. Every Marvel, every DC, every Archie, everything. I read everything. There was no one in that room more knowledgeable than me. And my dumb ass, Kevin, stood up and said, when are Superman and Lois Lane getting married? No. Oh. And the 30-year-old men in that room started cackling. One man rolled out of his seat onto the floor. People immediately started raising their hands, asking when Superman and Lobo were getting married. And then they said, and I quote, the executive editor of DC Comics at the time said, eh, we'll give him a free comic book anyway. Oh, as if I hadn't even asked a question. Man. Still keeps me up at night, my friend. Probably also going better. I don't know when Lois Lane and Superman got married. Well, they they weren't married in 1989. That I can tell you for sure. Okay. Because I asked the question, did not get an answer. Maybe they just wanted to ridicule me because I was spoiling their storylines that were coming out any day. Maybe. Yeah. Either way. So maybe be happy you didn't ask the question. You never know what could have happened. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Where are we at now? So. We still have no updates from the all uh, from the all out suspensions, and I'm pissed off about it. I'm real pissed off about it. I think we have a lot of information on this, Kevin. Like it's all out there. People know what happened. Mm-hmm. People know. And frankly, I'm not. I've never once been on the fence about this. You 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 send the young bucks and Kenny Omega home for a couple days. Let them spend some time with their kids. Bring them back. See him punk. You physically assault. You you try and physically attack the man, beat him to an inch of, a li- of his life, and then dump him out of a car somewhere on the East River. That's the way you handle this. But instead, just nobody hears anything. Nobody's getting fired. It's some bullshit is what it is. And I'm pissed off. I never thought I, I would miss the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega as much as I do. Yeah. Throw Adam Cole in on that as well. Um and Kevin, check your text from me right now. This is where we're going to bring up what I saw on Reddit. I sent it to you. Okay, yep. Have you looked at it yet? Yep, yep. So somebody posted, these are all the tag teams that AEW has lost this year. Mm-hmm. We've got the House of Black. We've mm-hmm. got Red Dragon. We've got mm-hmm. the Young Bucks, Santana and Ortiz. We've got Rush and Andrade. We've got TH3. We've got Jurassic Express. We have the Hardys. And the thing is, when I first saw this, I realized this wasn't all of them. There's yeah. more than this. And I can't remember who they are exactly off the top of my head. This is enough tag. This this is a better tag team division That's than he's had in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. It is. They've never had eight solid tag teams at one time in 20 years. They haven't. Maybe 15 years. Let's say that. 15 years. That is a shocking number of tag teams. 
Yeah, you could add a well, you could add a Grayson and uh, Uno. Yeah, which that, maybe we got back. back this week. We yeah, maybe I'm hoping he. By the way, the crowd popped hard for that, and then they just kind of left it. And I wish, I don't know, it would have been even cooler if they'd come out to the ring and then Stu shows up because right. I don't think they expected the crowd to pop as hard as they did for Stu. The Dark mm-hmm. Order are beloved, whether they're ever going to be over they or beloved. not. They're beloved. Beloved is the right word. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people were, I think more people were upset that he was gone than they realized. I mm-hmm. think you would have gotten the exact same response or bigger, maybe way bigger if Colt Cabana would have shown up at that same moment as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Top flight. We lost top. Another flight. T- well, we keep losing top flight because he keeps yeah. getting injured. Uh, Dante's brother, Darius. Yep. Who else? I'm never going to remember. There was somebody else that was, I think, even bigger um, than some of these. I know. There's one more that I keep trying to th- think of. The, the thing is, we've is barely this had year, Butcher right? in this the Blade. Just this year. Just this right. year. 2022. Um, uh, men of the Year. We lost Men of the Year. Absolutely. Um, There's probably, I, I bet there's 10 or 12. I bet there's yeah. significantly more than this. But uh, th- this is a lot, and I, I honestly, um, this is all like a six month period. This isn't a full year. These are all right. about six months. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody, right before Kevin and I started recording, Puppet Up is in my, the window barking at God knows what. People three blocks away are walking. She's upset with that. They didn't get her permission, so she's barking. So I put down the blinds. Then, as we're recording, she gets a hold of a water bottle. She's attacking a water bottle, and I have my mic on mute every single second Kevin Ely's talking, so you don't hear it. And now she's got a squeak toy. This dog. <laughs> I wonder. I thought, did you get a cat? That's what I wondered. <laughs> she's killing a squeak toy right now. She has been wrapping us up since before we began tonight. So, Garrett, you're going to be here and pup it up. I'm afraid she's just part of the show now. Uh, we might need to just include her in the in the to the title credits. I remembered another team. Who's the team? Hobbs, Hobbs and Stark. Absolutely. Starks and Hobbs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Team Taz. We lost. Um, this just, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of people. And we're about to lose swerving, swerving uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, about to swerve. Yeah. And honestly, that photo, now I remember. Now I remember. If this were to, if this photo came out two weeks ago, FTR would have been on this photo. Yeah, maybe two weeks ago we hadn't seen them. April, May, June, July, August, September. It's yep. it's ludicrous how few tag teams we get reg on a regular basis on AEW mm-hmm. when they're just a wash in talent, a wash with talent. I believe is the way to say that. What's happening with your microphone right now? You keep. I had keep, to cough. Oh, I got gotcha. you. There's a little button on the side. From my perspective, everybody, Kevin's just repeatedly touching his microphone. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm the one with Tourette's here. I'm the one supposed <laughs> to be just touching random things. I got gotcha. you. Okay. It's a very so, inconvenient spot for a mute button. It's too. kind of weird for it to be on the side. Mine is, um, mine is right on the back. Yeah, you just click the, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right, because you've got a Yeti as well. But now you have a much better microphone. Yeah. You have a loving wife. It's a loving wife who gave it to me for Christmas. Very sweet. That's very sweet. Oh, wow. Your microphone is... We're coming up on a year, your new mic. I know. 
we're coming up a year on this show. Yeah, because you didn't. Oh wow, that's right. You only I think we're. When did we start the like, show? All of uh, November. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this. Up. It was November. Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to have a a, a an anniversary celebration very soon. All right, so a lot of big stuff coming up. The Hall of Boom, our anniversary celebration. That's what we're gonna do. That'll be our November special. Our November special show will be our anniversary celebration. All right. Now it's time for the Heat Index, the star of the show. You have an honorable. This was very hard to put. This is very hard to put together this week. Is it because nothing really popped, or everything kind of seemed like it was on the same level? Uh, both. Yeah, it was like nobody was just clearly. It's hard to describe anyone as hot. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. And yet again, uh, like we said last week, they're still doing right at a million buy, million buys, yeah. a million views right. every week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little weird. But uh, so I, I changed it a lot. Um, but I don't know. We'll just go through. Was there hemming and hawing? There was a little there was there was hemming, but I don't know if there was hawing. OK, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Who is your honorable? Oh, do you have. OK, do you I, have I an honorable mixed, mention. I, I thought about just calling it. I'm just going to call it a mention. Okay. Not even not even an honorable dishonor. This <laughs> they just don't a deserve mention. dishonorable. They don't quite deserve honorable. Just yeah. mentions. I'm just going to make a mention of surprise appearances. This One week. of these I liked more than the others. Yeah, me too. And that's kind of why. That's what I would have made it a dishonorable until I. Okay. Until I uh, did that. So let's see. Well, start with the one we've already talked about, which is Dalton Castle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there's big, big three surprises and, and probably you could even throw in Stu Grayson in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Stu Grayson appeared just for a little cameo. Uh, Sean huge, Spears huge got a hero's welcome. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Castle and the kingdom. So Dalton Castle is the one that I liked because, okay. you know, I, I liked him I liked being there. I just like him. I like the boys. I like the whole act. I wish that they had. Have you? Did you ever see Dalton Castle's debut in ROH? I don't believe I did. So you want to talk a person who got over in one appearance. Like he came out. He had the boys went into the ring. Boys I don't think hurt. it was. I think it was. Uh. Donovan Dijacker uh, was the guy he was with and whoever his manager was. And he came out to make a challenge for some tournament or something. And he came out in the full regalia with the, the cape and everything. And the boys came out and he did the thing where when he was going to start cutting his promo, the boys didn't, got sat down and configured themselves to make the human throne that he could sit. And, and he'd sat there with the microphone sitting on the boys and it was like that Sitting crowd up the boys. Yes. That crowd went insane for him. And, I, you know, and it's ROH crowd, but, you know, AEW is really just like a hype, a, you know, a souped up ROH club. They're, they're yeah. a hardcore wrestling crowd. And I feel like that's what they need to do when they bring these people back instead of saying like, you know, because once someone has been in for a while, they kind of, you know, you get used to them and they kind of don't do the full presentation anymore and all that. And that's kind of how they brought him back was like, oh, it's Dalton Castle. How nice to see him again. And people did cheer for him. He got a big response. Yeah, he got a big response. Name. Perhaps they should have like, hit with, oh, my God, it's former ROH champion Dalton Castle. Right. right. 
And then, and then so, maybe then he should have sat down on top of the boys. And, have somebody say, who are these guys with? Those right. are the boys. Also, Treat it like a debut. Yeah, yeah. Also his throne. Yes. No, absolutely. Just have the whole thing. And they, and you kind of got 50% him. Now, he did have a fun promo. I liked it. He had a it. good promo, which was, uh, that was a surprise. I didn't expect him to get the promo. Um, The peacock oddly power. Oddly enough, yeah. though, not my favorite. And I'm shocked okay. to say, not my favorite of the new surprise of the surprises this episode. All right, this week. Who do you want to talk about? But really good. Sean Spears. Really embarrassed to say it was Sean Spears. Oh, because it made no right. sense. It was nonsensical yeah, it no in the way they handled it. Yeah. But Sean Spears got over for two reasons. Number one, bit of a hometown crowd, I guess. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's from That's Toronto, number one. Yeah, they also brought back Perfect Ten from WWE. Yep, people loved that. Which I think they even got the music. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't. It was I wasn't a very attention. close knockoff, or it was. I bet they. I bet they cranked out a really close knockoff, which is smart. Yeah, or it was just public. You know, yeah. like uh, stock also, music they could buy. Through no fault of his own, he's a face now, yeah. because the people he's associated with are faces right. at the moment. Yeah, and that just and it just worked, and I was happy for him that it worked, because yeah. again he's a guy they keep trying, they keep trying, mm-hmm. and he hasn't gotten over yet, and he and he Pretty at least day one guy at least for one night, he was over, and I would like it mm-hmm. if they can keep it going. I was just happy for him, like I I, I really I, yes. enjoyed seeing Dalton. I, like I said at the beginning yeah. of the show, I, I kind of like that they're king of the Indies. Um, yeah. But I was really happy for Sean Spears. I feel the same way. I was happy for him as a person. Happy yeah. for him. They got that. Did you watch the, but as you the said, video they posted of the post-mat post-show? No, I did not. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. You need to go look that up after this because okay. he they published his uh, post-show promo. Mm-hmm. And if if this is how you feel before seeing that, you're, oh, okay. you're, this you're, your heart will grow again to dangerous sizes. Yeah, I'm going to have to call my cardiologist be before I watch that, but definitely will. But as you pointed out when we talked before the show, you didn't say these words, but it's the equivalent of holding someone captive and torturing them for six months, which is basically what he did to Wardlow. Yeah. And then you get away from him. Wardlow breaks free for a few months. A yeah. few months. Sees his captor again who tortured him incessantly. Yeah. And just... Just bear hug. Accountability buddy. Great to see you, buddy. buddy. He's accountability yeah. buddy. Yeah. That now was terrible. That can be done. Now that can be done. You can do it. Not like, this way, though. You know, no. Like if you decided to tell that story, you could tell that story. You could have him come back and say, mm-hmm. you know what? Once I got away from MJF, I realized what a tool I'd become. I was yeah. ashamed of myself. I went into a deep depression. You know, my wife. And if you see the post, there's a great story he could tell because that promo they did afterwards, he gets some real personal stuff. And he could tell this great story about how he went and reevaluated his whole life. And, you know, and the people who were the people that that took my call, MGF didn't take my call. But, you know, who did Wardlow? It's almost as if that's something that should have been on Dynamite. Yeah, should have been the post-match promo at the very yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah, it was They're pretty pro- good. Like, I, I'm sure people can tell, and I'm going to straight up say it. AW is really frustrating right now. 
There's a lot of really obvious things they're not doing. And there's a lot of really stupid moves they're making, like the whole Eddie Kingston getting losing his win over something that everyone has done every episode mm-hmm. since. Mm-hmm. And we said at the time, this is good if if they enforce this on a regular basis. It's horseshit if it's one and done. And in the end, it was horseshit. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and, and he I hasn't don't been on since, I don't think. No. God only knows where he is. I'm guessing they have a plan for him and they're holding He's celebrating back. Hispanic History Month by being him. That's exactly right. By the way, they managed to shoehorn like eight words by Thunder Rosa that were probably recorded at some other event into the into Friday's um, Hispanic yeah. Heritage Month promo that they couldn't get in on Wednesdays. I like on Wednesday, how, um, and Wednesday it was like, oh, who was it? Well, no Sammy Guevara, no Thunder Rosa. It was all um, they had Vicky, Dasha. They had Dasha. Yeah, it was. And I it, but and then they got and Vicky, in and, and Vicky said that she celebrates her Hispanic heritage by being evil, being evil. And I love that <laughs> being a true Guerrero and being <coughs> evil. Yeah, I love yeah. it so much. I really and I appreciated Vicky more for it. And yeah. remembering, you know what? She is the only Guerrero on national TV every week. Yep. For the most part. Yeah. And uh, she she's. She's keeping it going for all of them. Yeah. Um, who was the other? Oh, oh yes, the kingdom debuted. That's right, oh. the kingdom. Uh, yep. They uh, they and were no there. Cared. They no were there. Cared. No, I was surprised that no one cared. Not about the kingdom, but about um. Maria Maria I was surprised no one cared about the first lady of pro wrestling yeah she was next level at one point bigger than wrestling when she did dancing she did dancing with the stars correct I believe she did I think so yeah if if not then it was somebody of a similar stature Mm -hmm. even whether she did or didn't she was huge and it's been a long time and everybody's seen her in ROH and everybody's seen her in impact but she's still a big deal, and I thought it was a big deal she was on AEW. Not so much the other two. I'm, you know, I'm sure they'll be good, but it just, I don't like the feeling it's giving me. Again, first you have, it, you know what? It's kind of like, oh, WWE also rants because they were also, right. Yeah. Rhea and Mike were in WWE and kind of, it's almost yeah. like they got cast off and then cast off again, cast off again. Mm-hmm. They finally land at the lowest possible level, AEW. <laughs> I don't like that feeling, Kevin. I don't like that feeling either. No, there was a, apparently there was a, some interaction that was off TV. I mean, like after the show ended, uh, Dax Harwood uh, called them the uh, wish version of FTR. <laughs> And got a big pop. I'm kind of you know glad. What? I'm kind of glad they didn't get that on TV because it's like you don't need to be burying them any deeper after no. nobody reacts. But if FTR thinks they're the wish version of FTR, yeah, I'll give I'll give them a shot. That helps them out, in my opinion. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That's it's kind of like the GoBots were the Kmart version of of the Transformers. Yeah, uh-huh. you could get worse toys than a GoBot. You could. You wouldn't bring them to school. It's true. But right. Could have been mask. I loved Mask. How dare I loved Mask so much. Oh, really? 
I really did. Oh my god, y'all should have seen the shock in Kevin's face. The shock the and disappointment. The car my, where the doors go up and they become wings. My favorite was I had a green motorcycle that turned into a helicopter, which seems very. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah that, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. It was a pretty cheap. All right. I won't. But, uh, I won't disparage mass. No, that's fine. Mask, it's mask. totally fine. Yeah, but I get it. There was no you can't. There was no upscale version of mask. There was just mask. No, that's true. Not a compare. OK. I'll, there were dollars for G.I. Joe's. Do you remember Mighty Orbots? Barely. Oh my God. There was, I'm, Googling, yeah. I'm Googling this right now. Mighty I could Orbots. sing that song right now, but I'm not going to. Mighty. You remember the song? Did they have a car? Okay, from the commercial. They had a they had a Saturday morning cartoon show. <gasps> and it was I just, do remember them. Yeah. Now, I absolutely do now. Good. That's Lord. the that's the third that's the third oh no third string. I, I accidentally opened a YouTube video. No, no. <laughs> third string. Because they're like part people and part robots. They're like, they're they're more androids than robots. Oh, that's right. I guess they weren't really like Transformers. But they're very similar. Uh, you know what? There's one Orbot I'm looking at right now. There's a female Orbot who was kind of copper colored. um, And she looks very much like a pink Transformer that came out. And debuted in the Transformers movie. A female looks almost like a complete ripoff. Okay. Actually, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go way. I'm gonna get going way too hard on this. So we better yeah change we better now. Yeah, we got about 20 minutes to do the rest of the. Heat oh, index. good lord! All right, let's go. Number. All right. N- moving on. Number five. I put FTR and Joe. That's fine. Uh, on there because but no uh, Ward Joe, just like, Joe. No, just Joe and FTR because Wardlow's lost in the shuffle and uh, I had to put them because they're not doing a thing. They're not doing anything. And here's and they're why. They're super over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Your th- I, I have a theory. It's probably not a strong theory, but it hit me when I saw them in there with Perfect 10 with Sean Spears. They were partnering up in the ring with CM Punk before yeah. his first injury. Yes. I have a feeling Tony Khan had something major planned with them and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And then Punk's injured and he's out forever. Then he comes back, wins the title, and he um, shits the bed and then he's out forever. And he yep. finally decided, I can't keep waiting and holding off on FTR. I'm going to have to replace CM Punk with someone. And that's when Sean Spears' phone rang. Okay, that's my theory. Is they had something well, it planned like it involving the three for a while? Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was. But, but then, then he realized that 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 low rhymes with Joe and made had and so well that's yeah, got to be attacked. Immediately team. lost it and then had to get had to get Sean Spears on a plane ASAP. Yeah. Uh, then, but then again, it may just be that they were in Canada, so they called up every Canadian they had because yeah, this be was the too. international debut of Rampage. Yep. And oh my God, it bear- does it bother you when people? Canada's another country. I recognize that it's not just the Maple Leaf state. Mm-hmm. It kind of bothers me when they call that the international version. Like really, they they drove thirty minutes north, right? Is what they did. Yeah, this is, inter- this is the international edition. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I really hope that I'm right on that, and that that's why they were keeping FTR on the bench for like eight months. And I mm-hmm. hope it's not just they're like the young bucks had a grudge against them or 
or uh, I don't know, um, Tony Khan just forgot about FTR. But um, let's hope I they're back. He, I think Tony probably thought he was going. Okay, I won't say that he would snap his fingers and have an ROH show, but I really thought I think he thought he'd have an ROH show by now. Yeah. Oh, by the and way, it, yeah. and of course, the people who are hurting the most by this, yeah, the only ROH stars who can't compete on a, on TNT or TBS, right? Them boys, the Briscoes, they can't yeah. do anything right now, right? Other than tend to their chickens, which they might be happy about. They might be happy with the situation. Well, doing. hopefully they're getting paid. Maybe they have a. Hopefully they have. They have to be at least getting paid. They have to be. Yeah. So I don't know. Like. I just hope it, I'm very happy to see that they both Joe and FTR are still as over as they are considering they're not doing anything. Yeah. And I hope that they can stay that way long enough until they actually get to do something because stuff like this weekend is fine, but it's just like, it's not helping them at all, you know? And I don't think the kingdom, I don't think a match with the kingdom is going to, it, it'll be fine. It'll be like the motor city machine guns. It'll be a fine one week thing. Yeah. And then uh, and then Dax will talk about his family and then they'll move on. Yep. I think you're right. Um, by the way, do you remember when we were sitting next to each other in Las Vegas thinking about, man, how big is Wardlow going to be over this next yeah. year? My yep. God, he's going to be a superstar. Nope. Might be he's world the, champion by the end he, of the night. He's the number five guy in the pinnacle and there's only four guys in the pinnacle. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um. Nyla Rose is bigger than him at the moment. Okay, number yeah. four. Number four, I have the phrase scissor me. Scissor me. Way over this week. That's right. Scissor so yeah. over. Everybody wants so it. So over. One man yep. got it. Yep. That man is Mark Sterling. So this is going to have to be like Mark. scissors on a pole match or something. I, I love that they actually took the step of having Mark Sterling register the trademark. Was it Mark or was it them? It was the the actual trademark is trademarked to a company called Smart Mark LLC. Which is absolutely owned by Tony And that company owns, uh, also owns the name Mark Sterling. That's awesome. They own Mark Sterling. They own Scissor Me. And they own Mm -hmm. Varsity Athletes. Well, AEW owns Club. Varsity Athletes. Okay. I when see. I checked that, yeah, All Elite Wrestling owns Varsity Athletes and Varsity Club, which they registered the next day because I bet the lawyer, the uh, I forgot his name. I looked him up today. The guy who files all these, there's a lawyer whose specialty is wrestling gimmicks. Okay. And uh, it, I think he's that on Twitter under, awesome. under, gimmick, under Gimmick Lawyer. If you I'm look 100% him up, he's in following that man. And... Uh, so he, I guess he does all these um, uh, trademarks for them. So he's filed all AEW's trademarks and everything. And and Varsity Club was done, was registered the day after Varsity Athletes. So I bet he went through and looked and was like, hey, Tony, I bet I could get this for you, too, if you want. And, and went I and bet, got it. And now they're just figuring it out. I bet that somebody had to pull Tony Khan up off the floor Yeah, <laughs> when he realized that was available. So my question to you, I know we're running short mm-hmm. on time. If they start a varsity club, yeah, which of course originally the varsity club was Dr. Death, Steve Williams and Mike Rotunda. 
It was uh, Rick Steiner and Microtonda. And Rick, Rick Steiner and Microtonda. And, and then they added, they, then they then added they Dr. Dr. Death. Death. Yeah. As and, a uh, hell of a Dan trio, Spivey. man. Yeah. Who would you start it with? Again, Tony Nese and this other guy would be decent members. Yeah. They're not who you start the club around. So who do we have in AEW who is a not- noted collegiate athlete? Collegiate athlete. I, I don't know of anybody. I, I can't Some of these think I of don't, anybody. The only name I could come up with was Jake Hager. He was yeah. a solid wrestler and football player at OU, just like Dr. Death was. One of the um one of the members of the uh the Samoan tag team the FTR was wrestling um was a notable collegiate athlete. Okay. Um Go on. The, Go on. The, they the the bigger one, the bigger dude. Oh, okay. Because they mentioned uh they mentioned that I think San Jose State. They mentioned okay. that during the show. I guarantee you there are better ones on, on in AEW right now. I can't think of them. If you know them, hit me up on Twitter, at Peppermint Fatty, Kevin, at Kevin Ely, and uh, let's figure out who our varsity club should be in AEW. And also, is there anybody floating around out there that yeah. make a really solid varsity club athlete? Because to me, you have to keep it. You have to stick with it. You had University of Michigan with Rick Steiner. You had Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. With Dr. Mm-hmm. Death, and you had Syracuse, Syracuse with Mike Rotunda. Yep. And Dan Spivey, I think, was Georgia. Okay. And then Kevin Sullivan was you That's know, right. the, uh, the dungeons of I kn- <laughs> Singapore. The dungeons of Singapore. Uh, I knew it had gotten bigger than the people I was remembering, but I'd forgotten it had gotten that large. Yeah. Um, but, hey, they were all legit college athletes. There were a lot of them back then. I'm sure there's somebody from North Texas. Right now, it's kind of funny because that it, it kind of shows you how different AEW is, like where they recruit from. They don't recruit. They recruit from uh, the Indies. Yeah, they recruit from the Indies, and it's a lot of guys who are probably athletic but didn't really play a lot of. My like, God, uh, if they had Braun Breaker, my God, Braun oh Breaker's the need for this. They could license oh. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, um, they've got somebody that if he gets good, um, Dustbuster, old Dustbuster, Parker Boudreau. Parker oh, yeah. Was he a collegiate athlete? He was. Let me see where he went okay. to college. He was a pretty major one, if I remember correctly. Okay. That could be cool. Let's yeah. Boudreaux. Let's see. College. Parker Boudreaux, University of Central Florida football team. Okay. I mean, it's not, not quite Yale, you know? Right. Not, not right. quite UT, <laughs> but it's it's there. All right. Number three. Hold on. Sorry. No worries. Uh, number three, Chris Jericho, who's kind of like, I'm just bumping him down because he's basically the main character of AEW right now and everything's revolving around him, but I just resent him for it because. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He's, you want something new. Yeah. And I don't it's, want ROH. I don't want AEW to revolve around ROH. Kevin, do you want to know what um, the biggest mistake you and I have made in the history of the boom? What? The fact that every week we um, re-edit the same notes so we don't mm. have our notes from every single week. Because I would love to go back and I go over. I have a secret archive. Do you? Okay, yeah. then. I haven't done it every to... week, but most weeks I copy my notes into this other doc. 
for our anniversary show, mm-hmm. we should go over who the top five of the heat index have been overall. Oh, okay. master heat index. Who's been as in we yeah. do one, two, three, four, five. We assign it to everybody. Yeah. And we work out like over the course of the show, as long as we've been doing the heat index, which hasn't been that long. Who's dominated it the longest? Because I think it's Chris Jericho. I think he's, he's had to. And the thing is, the yeah. weeks he's been, the only weeks he's probably not made the list are the weeks he's been gone. Right. And and probably he'll win it just by not being gone as much as other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. No, that's the thing is, is we've talked about it before. He's there because he needs to be there right now because everybody else is, is everybody mm-hmm. else is out. But ROH is dominating. They're dominating too much. AEW needs to have its own. It needs to have it needs to be its own entity. And right now it's not. And the Chris Jericho stuff has been more compelling than the AEW stuff, mainly because of uh, Daniel Garcia, old Danny right. boy. The story, I, I don't want, like how it ended, but it's either. been the big story. I wanted to put him on this list so bad, but I just I'm like all that. And he's pretty much right where he was before, which I, I don't. We kind of felt when we started talking about this at the beginning, that's where we thought it was going to end when it was only going to go a couple yes, weeks. Right. And only because they drug it out so long did we start buying it. And it was mm-hmm. all to just slap us in the face and saying, ha, nothing's going to change. They, just yeah, like they we originally us, thought. They did it one week too long. If if they had done it last week in the tag match, mm-hmm. you would have thought, oh, it was all a setup the whole time. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and how dastardly. And But now it's just like, man, I really wanted to root for him and now I can't. That's what I felt like people were feeling when in a, in a rampage when he came out and did his promo. It was like people still wanted to cheer him. Yeah. And they were just like disappointed that they can't. And I think it's going to hurt him more than it's going to help him. I think it is going to hurt him. Um, They built him. I don't care how hard Daddy Magic's nipples get. Oh, my God. That crowd really cheered when he asked them if they want to know what makes those nipples hard. Um, Which, by the way, um, Chuck Taylor had a pretty good uh, little deal on on his stories this week. Involving Daddy Mad Daddy Magic, I think that is also on Squared Circle on Reddit at the moment. Okay, Kevin. Number one on the heat. Oh wait, no. Number two. Number two. My God. Yeah. Number two. And I squeezed three people in there on number two. Yeah, you did. Which is basically the AEW World Title scene: Moxley, Page, and MJF. If you combine them, I think they're all hotter than Chris Jericho, because people are definitely interested in them. Yeah, I think. MJF is absolutely overshadowing this match a bit. And we saw that in the promo that both guys did good promos. Both guys Great did promos. promos that people really liked. But then as soon as it was over, they started chanting for MJF. Like legit. The thing is, they had MJF yeah. in the stands again. They put the spotlight yeah. on MJF. Again. And guess what? That distracted people. And they all yeah. chanted MJF. When right. you want to build people to your Tuesday match, the main event that you need to happen, you need people to be into yeah. to remember that the show's on Tuesday. Yeah. By the way, I didn't think anything of the man's pants. I I, I saw <laughs> you and Mel Gray and a couple other people talking about the pants on Twitter. I hadn't seen yeah. them yet. As soon as I looked at them, I thought, these don't bother me at all. These no. aren't the butterfly pants. Perfectly acceptable hangman page pants. I, 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 here's my theory. 
I, when he first came out, I thought he was in gear. I thought he was mm-hmm. in his like chaps gear. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, it was like super sparkly. And then I realized, no, those are jeans. I think what happened is the glam, the percent, the ratio of jean to sparkle mm-hmm. crossed a certain point where it was sparkly, like sparkly outfits with a jean accent versus the butterflies where it's jeans with butterflies on them. And it's right. things. Yeah. Yeah. There's You're a fine line there. You're able to accept it as a flamboyant piece of uh, costuming. Also, Hangman Page, Miley Cyrus, the top two celebrities in 2022 that you pop for when you think they might be coming out in their chaps. <laughs> saying. Like, they're ready to it's roll. Like it's all happening right now. Both big fans of Dolly Parton, too. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I respect them both much more for that. Uh, if they could get Dolly to second Hangman Page in a match or something. How about something. Dolly Parton? Oh, my God. I mean, she can't. If she could come up with a little song to his theme song, no. Dolly sing out Hangman Page. Yep. That would be unreal. Or oh, Miley Cyrus. God. Yeah. That's true. My God, I've seen some celebrity. I've. It just hit me. The like. I've now seen Sinead O'Connor and um, Rancid just at random fight events in Vegas singing people to the ring. My God. And a a random country guy who's a big deal, but I can't remember his name right now. Maybe Eric Church or somebody. It was Conor McGregor versus um, who was it? I can't remember. My brain's toast right now. Um, I'm barely hanging on. I'm barely going to make it through this whole show. I'm out of whiskey, I'm out of Diet Coke, and I can't walk away. I need to hear Uh Kevin talk about his next guy. I can't walk away and get another Diet Coke. Well, we're up at Orange Cassidy. Okay, you talk about Orange Cassidy while I grab a Diet Coke. I'll be right back. All right. So Orange Cassidy, I'm going back and forth all this year. Remember back in June when uh, he had that match with uh, Will Ospreay? And it was just an incredible match. And we thought, oh, Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay, uh, you know, that's sort of an odd pairing. And then it was just the steal the show match of the night. And we're yeah. like, wow, Orange Cassidy is the biggest baby face in this whole company. He's amazing. Then he had like the new theme song and he came out and had another great match with uh, somebody. I can't remember who. He had like a good match with Wardlow. Like he's he having just great killing. matches. Yeah. Great matches. And then suddenly he just sort of went back to, you know, same old, same old, same old, same old. I thought, well, he's played out again. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden in one week, I'm like, this guy's the best. That match was great. I love that they gave him. I love that it like actually had a little bit of a feud to it that built up to the reason he was, you know, trying to do that. He, he, uh, they did the orange Cassidy match, but they had pack do the orange Cassidy spots which was fun. Yeah. And yeah. he was just being serious the whole time. And it felt like a big deal when he won. And it was an unexpected uh, was great. win for me. It was an unexpected yeah. win. It was Orange unexpected Cassidy for me too. is a name that when we throw out John Moxley and Chris Jericho, it's not quite to the same level, not quite the same tier, but Orange Cassidy is on that list. Yeah. People they bring out when the stars are gone because mm-hmm. he can the main event a show. He can put on a great match and he can put butts in seats and he can yep. sell T-shirts. Yep. And he came back from injury at a really convenient time 
at a time when they needed him. And while Chris Jericho and Orange, and when while Chris and Mox are main eventing, he is mm-hmm. the mid card star in AEW right now. Yeah, because we've seen him beat Chris Jericho. Everyone looks at him like a legit star, and right now he's wrestling like a top guy. Yeah, and I'm really excited about it. I loved this match. He's a. I never thought he would be number one on your heat index. I love these number one on your heat index. The main thing I would have changed on the heat index is Nyla Rose. I yeah, I had her on a little bit. I'm pretty critical of Nyla Rose most of the time. Yeah, she's a great Twitter follow. As I learned from AEW, they shoved it Mm -hmm. down my throat, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Mm -hmm. And I love what she's doing right now with Jade Cargill. I did not like the way she stole the belt and then scurried away with it. No, I don't like that. I like what's go. I like her as a face a lot more than I like her as a heel, and that's a shame when she is the most monster-like monster heel you have. And I like her as the face, and I think Jade is going to have difficulty getting this title back from her, which, by the way, Jade never lost. Also, I love that AEW is sending out security to protect the thief who stole the belt from the actual champion who has done no wrong to this thief, but we're all cheering the thief because Jade is such such a B-word. Right. such a dick. It makes zero sense. No sense whatsoever. But Nyla is doing she's it's not about the storyline. It's that Nyla's performing her part really well. She's so great. And and for the first time, I wonder, is Jade Cargill going to beat her? We're going to get the match Mm -hmm. by far the toughest test. I'm into this story, even though the storyline is ridiculous. (coughs) Just ridiculous. I think. um I think Jade may come out of this a baby face. I think she's already a baby face. Yeah. Even though she's I mean, doing if you start nothing but heel. security guards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she knocked the crap out of some of those security guards. It was fantastic. <laughs> I love that security guards are the biggest heels in AEW right now. No matter who they're in, a, who, no matter who they're in with, they yeah. are they are the heels, and everyone wants to see them destroyed. And my God, that was a little, that was a motley little crew of security guards they had there. Like it was, some were six feet, some were five three. Yeah. Men with just completely random local workers, random yeah. local talent. Yeah. No, but that was um. That's the, I think the only thing I would put in here, other than maybe Daddy Magic's nipples. Like they came yeah. close. I understand they didn't make it in the end. Um, let's see other key matches and moments, anything to talk about Luchasaurus beat Jungleman Jack Perry. Um, we talked about his, yeah, that was fun. We talked about Hispanic month promos. Um, by the way, Stokely Hathaway now owns the contract of Matt Hardy. I have no idea what party and private, he got private party already. Now he has Matt Hardy due to the match. Well, I guess that all did happen this week. I really thought Matt Hardy was going to get out of that. They were going to cheat something. Nope. Because nope. it's clear you can cheat and be a face. Nyla Rose, for instance. Yeah. But um, who knows? Um, let's see. What else? Anything in particular we need to say about the MJF promo? We talked about uh, the Moxley promo. Other than I think, I think a lot of people are asking, like, what's, you know, was it was it good or bad for him to be like, 
this sort of complex character of I don't like myself and that kind of thing. And and I agree, but I still hold to like, this is just that part of the MGF storyline where he tries to make you think, but is he that bad? And then he shows you how bad he really is. The only guy I can, contr- I can accurately compare MJF with is Ric Flair. He is the, yeah. he was the greatest heel of his era who everyone loved. Everyone loved him and he was the biggest heel. He's the only guy with his nuanced character that you have this in-depth storyline for. And the thing is, as a former writer, um, the way you get a great bad guy, the way you get a bad heel is to have a complex storyline. In comic books and movies, your best heels are the ones who think they're doing the right thing. Not Mm -hmm. unlike Thanos, actually. And he thought he was depopulating the universe for, for good reasons. Or Wilson yeah. Fisk in the Daredevil show, where Wilson Fisk mm-hmm. is trying to clean up the city, but yep. he's doing it in a really bad way. And, uh, you know, you're giving a lot of depth. I'm not saying you're, that, that MJF thinks he's doing good things. I'm saying you've got a real nuanced character because he's one of the few guys in wrestling talented enough to pull off mm-hmm. a fully nuanced heel that we haven't seen yeah. really since Ric Flair or to some extent a Stone Cold, even though Stone Cold wasn't really ever a full healer or full face, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The anti-hero type guy. Yeah. Let's see. That's true. Um, let's see. Sheeta Pen Britt Baker gets a title shot next week. We've already talked about that match. What else? Um, again, every time I see the Butcher, I wish he was Stan Hansen. As then I wish yeah. they took his character and treated him like Stan Hansen. I think yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. And it's the only guy they've tried to do anything like that with was Lance Archer, who doesn't quite have the charisma to pull off that character. Mm-hmm. I think Butcher could pull off that character. They're clearly never going to do it. And that's a real shame. Um, I was clearly not into the Nyla Rosanna J match because I could have sworn she was wrestling Marina Shafir for like five minutes. I don't even yeah, know what's was, happening there. That was pretty boring. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Okay. Match of the week. Who you got? Uh, for me, it's the Orange Cassidy and Pack match. It was Take super the fun. Bank. There's no arguing yeah. that. By the way, by the way, we have now talked for one hour and 33 minutes about AEW this week. Have not touched Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. I know. I thought that. Which happened kinda, this so, week. I have no memory of it. I saw it. I tried. It was I good. started to rewatch it today and I got distracted and forgot I was watching it. Yep. Which is really sad. Brian Danielson is my all-time favorite wrestler. They've done this match too many times. Yeah, Chris Jericho is is not at the level he needs to be to have a phenomenal Brian Danielson match right now. Mm-hmm. You know who I'd love to see go thirty minutes with Brian Danielson? Pack. Oh, I would love to see that match. See, that's what's so crazy about AEW is you have all these. There's dream so match. many dream matches that probably haven't even occurred to us Yeah, that they could be having, and they're just not. Have we ever seen, or this is not necessarily most people's idea of a dream match. Have we ever seen Moxley versus Orange? Oh, gosh, no. You know that. Danielson versus fun. Orange would be pretty good. That would be great, too. Like, I started, and then my brain immediately went to Moxley. Um, but now we saw we're Hangman. Play. We saw Hangman versus Orange, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. And I think it was yeah. pretty good. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. I, I hope there's somebody at home like looking through like <laughs> looking through a little a, like a recipe box of three by five cards. Yeah. Like this match never happened. These guys are on crack. Right. 
Yeah. Let's see. Um, all right. So we got some Rampage matches for next week. We have Hook versus Ari Davari for the FTW title, which apparently Hook ripped up an envelope with $50,000 in it. That sounds yeah. like something that happened to me. Roosh is taking on Preston Vance. And aren't there yeah. some stipulations on this one? There are no stipulations. None. Well, no, sorry. Not a mask. The only stipulation was was Preston said, when I beat him, you're going to leave me alone. That was it. No, I think it's if 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 10 wins, Roosh leaves him alone. Yeah. But if Roosh wins, he works for them. Am I wrong on that? I don't think they said that. No. Okay. I must have just been. I don't know. There's a lot of contracts. I, up, up I might have missed lately. that part. One of us could be correct on this. Almost certainly one of us though, is correct. If if Sean Spears is really back and really doing the perfect 10 gimmick, though, they've got to get Preston Vance out of this mask thing because yeah. he can't be 10 anymore because he was doing the 10 thing, like flashing the 10 number. Have they, and, are they already calling him Preston more now than, than they were 10? How they build it on the show was they called it Preston Vance, and then in the quotes above his name, they had... There number 10 they're kind slowly of like how working they now it have out jungle boy jack perry yeah so they're slowly working it out which tells yeah. you also this wasn't they didn't just call they did they didn't just call sean spears in for the show because the perfect 10 thing is new in right. aw and he had a shirt yeah, yeah he had a shirt with the yeah. 10 on it so this is yeah. thought out they've planned ahead for this this might be why this whole thing's going on with roosh to Maybe he loses the mask and he just becomes Preston Vance. Maybe that's what's going to happen with yeah. with this feud. Okay. Um, I think you've got a couple things for should have been on Dynamite. I've got nothing other than I would like to see some more egg-eating competitions. Yes. On Dynamite. I'll have an update on the egg-eating perhaps next week. Yes. I just have to get another pack of eggs. I have fresh eggs. I don't have enough. Look, if I go through 10 eggs in one sitting, I'm going to be short yeah. on eggs the rest of the week. I don't have a That's car right. at the moment. My car is in the shop, possibly for a long time, even though it's a brand new car. We don't need mm. to get into that bullshit. Yeah. So I've got to watch my eggs right now. So as soon as I get yeah. more, I will let you know how many is too many eggs. All right. So uh, the Sean Spears promo uh, post-match, I would go look that up okay. if you haven't seen that. I'm my main right should have done Dynamite might be my favorite match I saw of the week in actuality. Brandon Cutler versus Serpentico on Dark Elevation. Have you seen this match? I haven't seen this match. You looking must at this, see match, this match. Looking at this in print, I know this is going to be a good match. Like I it know. Is fantastic. Okay. I'm going to watch that the second I turn this mic off. Not the second we hang up. The second I yeah. turn this mic off, I'm pulling this show up. I cannot wait to see this. I'm Jeff, really glad for a change. We've got some really good should have been on Dynamites. I uh, I I almost lobbied to try to make an appearance on the Dynamite show last Talk about week this. because because uh, uh, um, Jeff Hawkins first caught this match and was like, "This is the most amazing match of the week." It's he says that it may be in his top five of the match of the years. Wow! Wow! Uh, because it, it's so fun, and um, and I knew that that Paul Fontaine was not going to watch this match. <laughs> so I almost was like, you just bring me on. I'll just talk about this match and then we'll go. But maybe if you watch it between now and next week, we'll celebrate Evan, it. You know what you and I should pop probably do. <clears throat> you know what? 
I'll talk to you about it as soon as we we hang up on oh. the show. Got an idea. Okay. Let's see. I think that's everything. We've looked ahead at next week. We look back at this week. We got our should have been on Dynamites. We covered the Heat Index. Um, from me, James McDaniel, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media. Have a great week, everybody, and we hope to see you again back here again next Tuesday.